LEK Consulting, a strategy consulting firm with global reach, is hiring now for several roles across functions and geographies. At LEK, you'll find an environment that supercharges professional development and on-the-job learning. You'll gain unparalleled experience due to the rigor and diversity of the work, as well as the support and mentorship you receive along the way. At LEK, you'll work in small project teams on a range of critical problems for your clients, from growth strategy to market entry to post-merger support and more. You'll also develop a comprehensive set of critical business skills, including leadership, analytics, communication, people management, and more. If you're ready to broaden your skill set and deepen your business acumen, consider a career with LEK. Learn about open roles and submit your application now at lek.com or via the link in this episode's show notes. Hey, Strategy Simplified. We're excited to share this bonus episode with you today. We were thrilled to host LEK Consulting for a fun, dynamic, and informative career session on LinkedIn Live. And this is the recording from that session. You'll hear from two senior leaders at the firm, Noor and Carter, a managing director and senior engagement manager, respectively. If you're interested in working for a dynamic boutique consultancy like LEK, this is your chance. The link to see open roles and apply is in the show notes. And make sure you hop on our email list to be the first to be notified about opportunities to join events like this one. I hope you enjoy. All right. Welcome, everyone, to today's live info session with LEK Consulting. I'm so excited to be joined by our two guests today. I will introduce them to you, or rather let them introduce themselves to you in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and uh, just let folks join, uh, get settled in, make sure you can see the screen, make sure that the audio is coming through, uh, give a critical mass of folks just a couple minutes to join us, and then we will go ahead and kick off. Uh, while we're doing that, a couple of important housekeeping rules. Uh, number one, when we get to the Q&A portion of today's session, which will be the last 15 to 20 minutes of, of today, uh, we will only be answering questions that are submitted uh, through uh, the QR code that you see up on the slide. So uh, my colleague Japheth is also going to pop a link in the chat that you can use to submit your questions. But if you submit a question through LinkedIn chat, we will not see it and we will not answer it. So go ahead and, and use the link, use the QR code to submit your question. Uh, you'll have the ability there to upvote questions that other people have submitted that you like. Uh, in full transparency, we're going to try and answer the questions that have the most upvotes uh, because that's... That's where the demand is, and we're going to try and meet that demand today. So uh, even if you don't ask a question, go ahead and click through that link or scan the QR code to upvote questions that you like so that we're speaking to the things that you care about today. Uh, so again, use the QR code, use the link in chat to submit your questions. If you submit a, a question through LinkedIn, we will not see it. We will not answer it. Uh, a couple of other announcements before we get going today. Our next live case uh, is going to be next week with OCNC. So again, details in the chat, but you can go ahead and register for that. It's going to be a fun time seeing how a, a strategy case is run at, at one of the top boutiques in the industry. Uh, if you're preparing for consulting interviews right now, we've got some one-on-one -on -one coaching slots left for the month of August. You can 
look at the link here on the slide. You can click the link in chat, see our availability. And if you'd like to work with one of our coaches, we're here for you to help you get over that hurdle and land the offer. Uh, and then if you find yourself like some of us really struggling with your mental math, your chart graph data interpretation, we've got a three hour live case math class happening on August 16th. You can learn more through the link on the slide or through the link in the chat. We'd love to have you join us and just demystify the math process for you inside of case interviews. So just a couple things going on here at, at Management Consulted. Again, if you have a question for the good folks at LEK, submit it through the QR code, submit it through the link in the chat, not through LinkedIn. All right, without further ado, we're five minutes past the hour. Uh, everyone should be settled in. I'm gonna hand it over to Noor and Carter, uh, our guests from LEK today. They're gonna walk us through a quick presentation, introduce us to the firm, introduce us to themselves, uh, and then we'll have a, a quick discussion and open it up for Q&A. So, Nora Carter, over to you. Hey everyone, I'm Nora Abdel Samad. I'm a partner in the Boston office here at LEK Consulting. I lead our consumer healthcare practice. Um, quick confession from the prior slide, I too struggle with mental math. I probably need to sign up for some of that coaching. It's only been 20 years. I'm, I'm hoping that time I hit retirement age, I can do simple math without messing it up. Great to meet you all. Um, prior to LEK, I was at BJ's Wholesale Club where I led digital omni-channel and e-commerce. And prior to that, I had roles in strategy at CBS Health. I'm really thrilled to have a chance to talk to you all today and answer your questions. Uh, Carter, you want to introduce yourself? Perfect. Thanks, Nora. My name is Carter Bielan. I'm a senior engagement manager at LEK in our New York office. Similar to Nora, I'm, I'm a member of our consumer practice, but focused within that on the home and soft goods spaces, so footwear and apparel as well. Um, I've been at LEK off and on since 2013. Um, I was an associate in our Boston office for a number of years. I left for a couple of years and, and went to Wharton and got my MBA and then returned to the firm in the New York office um, about three years ago now. So excited to be with you all today. Excited to tell you a little more about LEK and, and to answer your questions. Uh, fun fact about Carter, he does not struggle with mental math, so I try to staff him on all my case teams where I, where I can. Um, he's, he's, we're trying to keep him around, though, so we try to give him the balance of other people, too. All right, without further ado, let's, let's jump in. So a little bit about LEK, if we uh, go to the next slide, Carter. You know, so we're probably the largest uh, independent strategy firm in the world at this point. Um, we obviously do some implementation organization performance, but... The core of what we do, 80% of plus of what we do, is strategic engagements on areas of growth and how do companies get better. We have about 2,000 people across the globe. The Americas is, is our largest region and, uh, and about 200 partners. And obviously, our client base is um, quite extensive and quite filled with some of the largest companies in the world. Um, so I, I love LEK. I, I came here after starting my career as an attorney. Uh, then I went to BCG early in my career, and I love the small firm feel, and I've been here now for five years and really enjoy it. It's been great to see the firm grow, but not grow too big, if, uh, if that makes sense to everyone. So uh, a little bit more about us. So what do, what do we do? I say our core, our core is strategy. So I think of it as on that left-hand box, right? This is kind of where LAK grew up all about corporate strategy. How do companies grow? How do they get bigger? How do they deliver shareholder value? And so we very much spend a lot of time on kind of the crux points of companies either emerging into new markets or thinking about how do they grow into the next stage of growth given stagnant performance or shareholder value. We do a ton across marketing and sales as part of this for obvious reasons. You know, It's not necessarily a build it and they will come. 
solution. It is truly, how do I get my, my name out there? Especially if we think, in a, think about a post-COVID world and a world where you know digital and omnichannel has created uh, many, many more, more transactions, interaction points. We uh, focus a lot on helping clients manage it. Big part of our book is M&A. We probably do more transactions than uh, almost anyone at this point, um, 500 plus each year on the buy side and sell side, as well as kind of portfolio support and post-merger integration. We view this as a logical extension of our strategy. Nothing was more transformative than being acquired or invested or looking to, to get more investment for new waves of growth. And last but not least, we, we have an organization performance practice which started about 10 years ago and has grown by leaps and bounds. And it's all about how do you how do you create an organization that can sustain change and sustain excellence over time? Okay, great. Carter, over to you. Well, actually, let me take this one and then I'll I'll kick it over to you. So differentiators for LEK, I think, you know, any consulting firm you go to is going to have incredibly smart people, incredibly dedicated people who work hard and are, are awesome teammates. But as I think about what makes us a little bit different, the first is that strategy and M&A focus, right? We like to think of ourselves as being there at the critical crux points for clients, trying to solve a need and then getting out of their way so that they could stand it up and then we can come back and check in with them. Our projects tend to be shorter, right? We pride ourselves in the ability to go in, solve a problem, set the organization up for success, and then teach them how to fish. They can keep doing it instead of trying to leave a team on the ground for years at a time. Um, less travel, probably not so much uh, post-COVID since you know, no one traveled for about three years, but even prior to COVID, about 90% of our cases are, are no travel. We believe we can deliver more client value and create a richer culture and a richer community inside LEK by challenging the status quo that we'd go sit in a windowless basement room in Northbrook, Illinois. Um, this is obviously just a representative example. I've never sat in a windowless basement room myself, but no trauma there. And, and I think probably most significantly from a, from a post-MBA and an associate perspective, we do view the rules differently, right? We, we view people as coming in and being able to contribute from day one. We ask our post-MBA um, <clears throat> consultants to manage a small team uh, as part of their first, not, not saying we throw them in on the deep end. Obviously, there's still shadowing and, and training, but we believe almost everyone coming in from post-MBA will have a team management experience and we'll have that as part of their skill set. And we don't like the idea of giving them several years of individual contributor roles. We want them to step up and step into that right away and obviously support them along the way. Okay. All right, now Carter, for real this time, over to you. Perfect, thanks, Noor. Um, so as, as we think about that ownership piece, we think that really lends to a learning and development culture and a culture that helps to build really impactful careers. And, and it starts with that responsibility. We're going to give you real work at either the associate level or the consultant level and an opportunity to impact not only your case teams, but the organizations and, and the firms that we're working with. Um, it's not uncommon for you to be you know, relatively junior within the firm and to be sitting with the CEO and the executive team and, and to be working through the problems and, and the research that we've done in, in real time with them. Um, the shorter case point that, that Norm made also enables us to give really rapid feedback. We actually do reviews at the end of every single project. And so when you consider 
getting a review every six weeks or so. That's a lot of feedback, a lot of reps, and a lot of opportunity to improve. And, and people you know, come to us for a few years and, and look back and say, wow, the, you know, the amount I've learned is, is so much, and I can just see it from all the feedback I've gotten and all the opportunities to do so. We do that with also a variety of mentorship, and, and we have a number of formal mentors and a number of formal trainings, which I think we'll talk about a bit later. But I think the informal mentorship and, and the roles on the team is, is one of the most impactful things I've found about LEK. The degree to which people are willing to, to invest in you and to make sure that you're doing everything, that you're getting at what you want to get out of the job, out of it, as well as you're doing everything you need to be doing for the firm, I think is, is an excellent opportunity and, and something I've valued throughout my time. And finally, um, exposure to advanced analytics tools. You know, as we're continuing to, to do more and more and dive deeper into our client's data, um, you know, our, our associates and consultants are routinely using Tableau and Alteryx and other advanced analytics tools to make sure that we're being able to give all the insights possible um, to, to our clients and, and get to the right answer. That All of that development comes with recognition as well in terms of a, a clearly defined promotion pathway, which we're happy to talk about in more detail, as well as compensation that is tied to performance across every level and, and upside for outstanding performance at any individual point um, in your time at the firm, whether that's associate, consultant, or, or beyond that. But part of working at a, at a job like LEK and in consulting in general, right, one of the things people always want to think about is, is work-life balance and how are we maintaining an environment where we are developing you to the degree that I mentioned on the prior page, but also making sure it's a sustainable opportunity. And, and there's a lot of things that we're doing around that. Um, really, we've we've you know, the initiatives on, on this page here between Out by Six and, and Touchpoint Tuesday and Me Time are really to set up two things. One of them is to limit the number of hours and to, and to you know, make sure that we're being as efficient as possible with all of our, our um, work and, and making sure you're, you're getting home on time. But the second piece is creating predictability of hours, which is, I think, always something that, that people in consulting struggle with. It's less about I might need to be working a little later tonight, but it's that I don't want to miss a dinner or I don't want to miss um, you know, something for with my family or friends on the weekend. And, and so as a result of that, we make sure weekends are protected. We don't do it. I, I've worked you know, a handful of weekends in my entire career. Um, we have a clear out by six night every single week where the team is you know, all intended to be out at 6 p.m., not working anymore. And we track that at, you know, at a case team level and a manager level consistently. Both my teams are, are out by six this evening. So we've got just a couple of hours to go at this point. Um, and then, you know, me time and comp days are intended to give opportunities for people to take time away from work when, you know, just on a day-to-day -day basis for me time and then comp days, you know, if they have worked a significant number of hours over a few weeks to make sure you're compensated and that you can have time to relax and recharge um, and to make sure the job is sustainable for you. Simultaneously, we have a lot of groups around families and, and parents network, et cetera, that we, we focus on and want to make sure that, um, that it's sustainable even beyond, um, beyond that as, as people enter uh, additional life stages and new life stages in their time with the firm. And while we're focused on making the job as sustainable as possible, we also recognize that consulting is not for everyone um, forever. Uh, it's just part of the nature of the game and, and people are gonna get great experience at LEK regardless of, of how long they plan to be there. Um, but, and so as a result of that, we have a lot of opportunities for you to get experience outside LEK um, and to, to make transitions into industry or into 
to other roles if you know if that's what you so choose. Um, we have externship and secondment um, programs where we'll either second you to a client um, where you actually would work on a you know for a, a normal LEK client, but just on a more um, direct basis with their team. Um, or externships where people do work for for nonprofits for a number of months. We've had a number of people work at the Obama Foundation and, and other nonprofits, you know, across the country um, as part of that program. And then we separately have a career services lead whose entire job is to help people make their transition out of LEK, whether that's going to business school, and, and I leveraged her a lot when I was applying to, to business school, or, you know, finding other roles, and she'll put people in touch with alums, you know, actually has job postings coming in as well, and can just help them help them figure out how they make that transition, um, you know, outside of, of LEK, whether it's, um, you know, to uh, a client in industry or private equity, or to then, um, to then actually go to business school and, and potentially even come back. Um, so you can see some of the places people have gone at, uh, you know, below um, on this page between Wayfair and the NFL and Delta and Netflix. You know, people go on to do great things for LEK, and, and we're always excited to see them do that um, if if they're not able to to stay with the firm at that point. So we wanted to get through that relatively quickly. Um, I'll quickly pause on this page and and say that you know our um, our applications are now open for both associate and consultant, and will be reviewed on a um, on a rolling basis for full time opportunities. At this point, um, if you do have any questions about the recruiting process or anything specific about um, what you're applying to or, or what you're looking for, um, please feel free to reach out to, to any of the recruiters on this page. Um, you know, they each cover individual schools, but but any of them will be able to direct you to the right person. Um, and and so we look forward to seeing those applications and look forward to helping you learn a little bit more about LEK for the rest of, of today. So I think with that, we'll jump into some questions right now. Wonderful. Thank you, Noor. Thank you, Carter. Um, I It's part of my job to keep up with all the firms and, and know what's happening. And I feel like I even learned some new things about LEK today. So uh, I hope that was as valuable for our, our community and, and those of you listening as it was for me. Um, I was taking some notes and and had a couple of questions and, and I'm gonna go ahead and just take the liberty of asking those uh, to you first and then we'll open it up to the, the broader community here and, and the broader audience. Uh, first question, Carter, specifically directed to you, um, right? There's a lot of folks in, in our community that uh, talk to us about, you know, wanting to pursue an MBA or an advanced degree, right? And, and so was that a requirement for you to move up the ladder at LEK or is that just a, a personal passion of yours to go pursue? It was a personal passion of mine. Um, a lot of our associates do go to MBA, whether that's you know because they're transitioning out uh, of consulting or whether or not it's um, because they came back. I think for me, you know, I was interested in in you know, testing things and, and learning things that I you know didn't necessarily um, understand from from my first year, couple of years at the firm, and and getting a, a broader sense of operations and finance and things that I hadn't studied in undergrad, as well as just you're starting to to build that network and starting to understand other opportunities for leadership. So while I think you know going to business school and and getting the MBA and then coming back has made me a you know a better consultant, I think a lot of people just you know, stay straight through and and can promote up to that consultant level and you know can even go all, you know all the way to partner with without the MBA. So it was something I wanted to do, but but certainly not something that's required to to continue on the trajectory at LEK. It's 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 really your your own choice. Amazing. That's a great clarification. So building on that and talking about the promotion pathway, you mentioned you were happy to kind of double click into that a little bit more uh, if there was interest. And I think there is interest. So can you talk to us about the, the checkpoints to hit along the promotion pathway, what those look like 
And, you know, if you can give us general time guidelines for those as well. You want to talk yeah. about this Yeah, sure. So, you know, undergraduates join as associates and they usually spend um, a year to two years as associates or they're promoted to associate consultants. Um, as associate consultants, the job transitions to kind of being the primary modeler, surveys heavier on the Excel and analytics. Um, after a year or two, they're promoted to consultant, um, either without an MBA or if they want to go and take a break, go get their MBA, they can do that as well. Uh, consultants are the post MBA position where you're in charge of a small team. You're the senior most person, 100% dedicated to that team in that case. Um, so a ton of responsibility, tons of experience to get management uh, early. People are generally in the consultant role for anywhere from one and a half to three years. We don't have a hard up or out policy. We like people to succeed. And sometimes that means they're there for a short time. Sometimes it means they need more reps. And so everyone's kind of got their own kind of pathway there. After consultant comes manager. Um, Every manager is considered every six months for promotion to senior manager. Um, at some point, they have promoted senior manager. And again, once you're a senior manager, we promote to principal twice a year um, in July and January. And every time you're up, you'll be looked at every six months. And some, again, will be very quick. Some will take a few, a few, extra, few extra cycles. And then principal to partner is typically a one to two year role. Um, but every at every step along the way, we look at it in terms of how are they performing? What's their future potential look like? How can they continue to grow in the current role? And are they ready for the next one to be successful versus just saying at the first possible opportunity, how do we how do we get them you know, up to the point where now they're struggling? Absolutely. Nor, uh, to follow up on that, are there a couple of, of general traits that you find in folks who get promoted early and often? Yeah, I mean, I think I think consulting is all about flexibility and love of learning. As much as we'd like to say that our approaches are tried and true, every case is different, every strategic engagement is different, every group of clients will make things a little bit different. And so consulting is really for people that love new challenges, right? If the idea of getting to the top of a set of stairs and finding more stairs daunts you, that consulting is not gonna be happy, right? Because every, every time there's a promotion, you're like, oh man, I'm at the top, finally. And then you get to the top of the tower, you open up the door, you're like, oh, I have a lot more to learn still, right? I'm a fourth or fifth year partner now, and I'm still figuring out new things, and I'm still learning new industries and still finding new challenges. Um, and for some people, that sounds exhilarating, right? I can come in and do new things and work with new people and find new clients that are interesting in different ways every day. And for some people, after a year or two, they're like, I'm exhausted. I want to know. I want to do the same. I want to have my niche. I want to do just that. I want to work with a set group of people and be done with that, right? And, th and there's room in industry and among executives for all kinds. Um, but I do find that kind of flexibility, adaptability, kind of love of new challenges is probably the single best determinant for not just initial success, but ongoing success. Because I, you know, many people come in with either stronger or weaker skill sets, depending on their background. But I the people who really like that kind of challenge are the ones who tend to accelerate faster from whatever starting point they came in at. I love that. seems like it's more about your mindset than your skill set at a certain point. Absolutely. You can come in as the best, you know, tremendous Excel and PowerPoint skills, you know, all the keyboard shortcuts. And if you think you're done, then you're going to, 
you know, atrophy over time and eventually everyone else is going to catch up and pass you, right? And conversely, you've had people who came in and never opened up PowerPoint before. When I joined consulting, I was a lawyer. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no clue. Excel was, you know, I used it to have a list of names for a birthday party at once, right? So like, let's just be clear. It was not, not a core skill set, right? And I was behind my peers, you know, for the first six months or nine months. And that's okay, right? But I viewed it as a challenge and an opportunity and people supported me and helped me get up and over the curve. But I think that's, that's the key, right? It's, it's not, nothing is uh, undoable. It's just, is it more difficult than are you, you excited about that challenge or are you daunted by it? So you both mentioned the importance of mentorship at LEK and I'm sure, right. Mentorship plays a big role in your success at the firm and how you get promoted when you get promoted. Can you talk a little bit about what that looks like at LEK? Is it formal? Is it more informal, right? What can folks who are going to join here in the next year expect as far as mentorship goes at the firm? Yeah, I'm going to take this one. Um, it's it's both. Um, and and I think both formal and informal are important as, as part of, you know, different processes. Um, you know, for people entering the firm, um, you know, immediately when you join, you get paired up with, with two different people. Um, as, and as, you know, one, you get paired up with someone who's in the class immediately above you. We refer to that person as your buddy, whether that's at the consultant level or the, or the associate level. And that person's there to just help you with, you know, where do I put my time in? Or, or, you know, have you ever done this? Or somebody used this acronym. So what, what's, what does this mean, right? To, to ask any and every question you have. And then, you know, more critically in my mind, then you also have a senior person at the firm who is your, what we refer to as your career development coach. So for associates, it'll be someone at the manager level like me. And for consultants, it'll be someone at the partner level like more. Um, and that person is intended to be your guide um, throughout the firm and to think about not only your individual short-term trajectory and what types of cases you want to work on or what you're trying to get out of things, but also your long-term trajectory at the firm. And, and I think most people treat those relationships as, you know, about you, not necessarily about you at the firm, right? I have conversations with my CDCs all the time about what they're thinking about doing beyond, beyond LEK. And, and if they, you know, are interested in something else, like what that looks like and, and what that can mean for them. And so that's the, the formal relationship that you'll have. And, and that person also guides you through all of your promotion path, pathways and your reviews and all of those things as well. Um, but as I mentioned during the presentation, I think the informal mentorship is, you know, just as important and, and you will work very closely with, you know, as associates, you know, with consultants and, and then with managers and consultants similarly with managers um, and partners. And you'll start to develop those relationships over time. And I think the informal relationships that you'll you'll go to to ask a question or to, to get feedback on. Um, on what you're thinking about, whether it's you know within LEK or, or outside of it, is rampant um, at the firm, and it's it's just constant. The the number of people who are able and willing to help as part of that, and and I you know I count myself very lucky to have a lot of those those people that have invested in me in my time at the firm, and and I just um, you know I think it's it's very consistent that people get that level of engagement across the board. So my first set of questions were around life at LEK. I'm going to shift, get a little bit more tactical and, and talk about the application and the recruiting process because a, a lot of folks, if not everybody on the call today, right, is considering LEK as a potential application destination. And, and so my first question here is, uh, Carter, you mentioned applications are open July 1st, or maybe it was Nora, forgive me, right? Applications open July 1st, they're open now. 
Um, is there a deadline that folks need to be aware of? Not a specific deadline. We're reviewing them on an ongoing basis. Um, if we do recruit at your school, um, you can look in your career portal, whether that's on 1220 or, or whatever the portal that you're using is, um, to see the deadline. A lot of our full-time deadlines are in um, you know, late September, October um, timeline, but we're reviewing applications as, as soon as they're coming in. So, so nothing nothing in particular, um, but, but just keep an eye out on, on that portal as well. Because you're reviewing applications as they come in, is there a benefit to candidates to apply early? I think there's a benefit to candidates to apply when they're ready. Um, certainly, if, if, if you are ready and, and you're interested in getting into the funnel now, um, we're, we're happy to talk to you, but wouldn't encourage anyone to, to force their application if they don't feel like they're ready for case interviews or, or for you know, being ready about knowledge of, of consulting or, or whatever you're looking for in terms of, of finding that. So I don't think there's a, there's a benefit. I think it's all about what your, um, what your readiness is, you know, as long as it's before the deadline. I love that. That was a leading question. I was hoping you'd say that. Uh, we get probably hundreds of people write us a month asking us that question. And I feel like it just hits differently when it comes from you as opposed to coming from us sometimes. So uh, I, I took a risk there, but I'm glad that our answers aligned. Uh, how about uh, you know compensation, right? Uh, one of your slides talked about, hey, there's substantial upside for comp tied to performance. And I specifically saw something in the slide around, hey, right, uh, when you hit manager and above, Right. Uh, how about for folks that are entering in as associates or consultants? Uh, is there upside for them as well? Yeah. So everyone everyone participates in in profit share, which ranges anywhere from zero to twenty percent, depending on the firm does. We've historically averaged like seventeen or eighteen in most years, as well as a performance bonus. And that performance bonus, you know, is relatively modest at an associate level. It's like 15% and it goes up to like 50% for managers and much more than that for, for partners as a part of compensation. And in our mind, I think we variableize compensation more as people become more senior because they have more direct responsibility for the success of the case, success of the firm, right? An associate can do a fantastic job and the case can go disastrously because of bad client management, bad relationships. And so, honestly, the reason the rationale to make their comp more variable is less there. Well, as the engagement manager or principal, you probably have a lot more control over it. As a partner, you have a lot more control over it. So, yes, there's significant upside. Everyone participates in profit share, which is a global number that everyone gets because we want everyone to feel to have a big part of their comp come from the firm being successful. And then we have variably driven bonuses as well that get bigger by level and by tenure. That makes sense to me. Uh, this question's for both of you, and, and maybe Nora, you can take this first, right? You mentioned you came from a, a non-traditional background, right? So can, can you talk to us about what the toughest part of the recruiting process was for you and, and how you personally overcame that? Yeah, so, you know, I was out of consulting in, in, in industry for about seven years when I when I joined LEK. Um, and, you know, it was it was a little bit different, right? Because everyone was probing on, well, can you come back and, lead case teams again. How do you feel about that? Wasn't like I had come from a different firm and, and walked in the door here. And I think, you know, the, the process was was pretty straightforward, right? I had um, a number of partner interviews, a number of interviews with the regional management committee because they were going to make me a, an offer at principal, which obviously means that role for us is basically a sign that we want them to make partner, right? And we have an 80% plus conversion rate for principal to partner. So it's it's really a, a pretty heavily scrutinized position. And so, you know, the, the interview process was much more focused on the fit 
with the firm and the firm's culture and willingness to learn, knowing that it was going to be tougher for me, right? And it, it was, in fact, significantly tougher for me because when I joined, my colleagues had probably managed 75 or 80 cases in the time I was out of consulting. And I had not done a single one, right? And so we always knew that bar was going to be very hard for me to, to close in a short period of time. And my willingness to invest and their willingness to invest in me was more around future potential than um, you know, immediate value add. I was not an immediate value add in any way, shape, or form, probably an immediate value detractor, right? But I didn't want to remain that way. And so, you know, it was the toughest part of those interviews is really around are you willing to learn a new way of doing things, right? Because that's truly what people are probing on. Because even if I had stepped out of BCG the day before and walked into LAK, well, every firm is a little bit different. Every approach is a little bit different. Every style is a little bit different. And so are you willing to adapt away from something that may have been very successful for you before because it doesn't quite fit here? It doesn't mean abandon everything you've done. It means are you willing to adapt what you're good at to make it fit in this structure and make it even better? Carter, how about you? Toughest part of the recruiting process, how you had handled that? Yeah, I mean, so the first thing, the first time for me when I was coming out of undergrad, I think it was it was a challenge of even understanding what most of the consulting firms were doing. And so all of the listeners today are, are way ahead of me on, on that regard um, in terms of actually just understanding the basics. Um, but I think, you know, coming in and, and the case interview process, I think, was another another part of that challenge. And and not only understanding what the process was and, and doing the reps to to you know practice and to get the math down and, and those different elements that you referenced up front, but also realizing, you know, how to trust yourself and how to, how that the way you think about problems normally is how that you should think about problems in terms of case interviewing. You know, just as we start every new project with a new framework, we're not, you know, going to clients with the, you know, the four P's or, or anything like that. You know, we're, we're seeking out the right framework for the right, um, for the right project. And, and as a result of that, I think that's what we look for in case interviewing as well is figuring out how would I solve this problem if I was doing it without any sort of a framework and, and then putting that on the page and, and talking your interviewer through it, I think was something that took me a while to get that it wasn't just purely something I could teach myself, but rather just learning myself um, as part of it as well. Absolutely. So this follow-up question for both of you as well, and maybe Carter, you can start here. So on top of, hey, don't memorize frameworks and try and force fit them into an interview, what's one other tip that you have for folks that are planning to apply and hopefully interview at LEK? The other tip I would say is, is be yourself um, and, and recognize that this is a, a two-way conversation. And you know, I spend a lot of time talking to MBAs about their recruiting processes, and, and I think that part of it gets lost. It's really easy to get caught up <clears throat> excuse me, when you're in the recruiting process around, you know, around getting getting in the door with with all these different firms, whether that's LEK or with others, and, and you know, making sure that they like you. But but I think just as much of it is you liking them and understanding where you're going to be the best fit. And Noor talked a lot about that from his recruiting process and 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 understanding, you know, how you're how you get along with the people that that you're talking to and, and what their mindset is and what the firm's mindset is, I think is is just as important as the process of of you know doing a good job in case interviewing and and being that fit on on our side. Absolutely. Nora, how about you? One tip you'd like to leave folks with? Yeah, I mean I think for the uh, from a recruiting process, it's it's be prepared, right? It's um the toughest part is when we see brilliant people come in who just haven't had enough reps 
doing case interviews, right? Because you really want them to succeed. You think they're incredibly bright and, you know, engaging and charismatic. It could do really well, but then they, they can't do the math or they they don't have a structured framework. And it doesn't really give you the opportunity to shine through if, if you don't have the basics kind of down. And that's unfortunate because then it might be another six months or a year till you can reapply again. And, and it's honestly a shame because, you know, I've seen many, many great people, I think, who could have done well. It just didn't weren't quite there on the case interview and you just can't you can't put them over the people who you know spent the time to prepare so i think my best advice is you know carter's back right be yourself and i think the second piece of that would be just be prepared I'm not saying stay up night and day for weeks and weeks on end but have a general comfort be flexible in your approach understand how to make sure i know your framework and then let the chips fall what they may absolutely and like carter said i think today's a really good start to that end. So uh, we're going to start the audience Q&A portion of our call here in just a couple minutes. So I'm going to give you all a chance to, to scan that QR code that, that was up earlier, uh, or uh, go to pigeonhole that, that link in the chat and submit your question. Uh, while you're doing that, I'm uh, just going to ask Carter and Nor a couple of personal questions of you both, just so we can get to know you a little bit better. Uh, and maybe Nora, we can start with you here. Uh, what keeps you occupied outside of LEK? Uh, any specific hobbies or passions that you're pursuing? Well, I have three kids, so they're eight, six, and, and two. So I have a pretty pretty full uh, home life when it comes down to that. And then in my my limited free time, I, I play in a couple of different tennis leagues, and I still enjoy kind of getting out there and doing that. Okay, I, I've got a tennis background as well. We I, I may have to come up to Boston and challenge you. <laughs> I'd love that. Maybe we'll do an indoor court though. It's a little hot right now. For sure. For sure. Uh, uh, Carter, how about you? What do you do outside of LEK? Now, I, I don't have, a, I have any kids at this point, um, but I, I am married and, and my wife and I love to go to restaurants in, in New York and, and to spend time in the city and, and walking around. Um, and I'm also a, a huge runner. So um, so I spend a lot of time, um, you know, when I'm not not working, um, trying to get out there and into the park uh, for for some quick run. I respect that. I, I can't relate to it, but I respect it. Uh, uh, final question for you both, and we'll turn it over to our audience. Carter, we can start with you here. Uh, you know, you have a favorite thing you're reading, watching, or listening to right now. It doesn't have to be consulting or business related, but what's a piece of content you're consuming right now you'd like to share with the world? Um, piece of content. I, I just read Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel, who wrote Station Eleven, and uh, which became that HBO show. Um, I thought that was excellent. Um, so I encourage everyone to read it. I'm not usually a fiction person, but that was um, really, you know, really, really well written. Um, and I've been listening to the Plain English podcast uh, with uh, with Derek Thompson, Thompson from The Atlantic. Yeah. So and and yeah, I think he does a great job at distilling a lot of things when when I'm unable to keep up with with all the different things going on. Absolutely, I'm a regular listener of, of Plain English as well. Uh, Nor, how about you? Piece of content you'd like to share with our with our audience? My, my wife and I go the opposite way. We watch pretty much all the trashy dating shows like Love Island. So, you know what? After a long week. You gotta turn your brain off sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. You, you gotta just have those veg out times for sure. I love that, Carter. Nor, we really appreciate you both uh, taking an hour out of your your busy day to hang out with us and talk to us about Lek. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode with Lek Consulting. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Remember, you can find open roles and apply today via the link in the show notes. 
Remember to leave a rating and review on the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're enjoying the show. We appreciate you and we'll catch you again very soon.